0: You're listening to Episode Two of Season Six of Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. In this episode,
1: Revisiting Influence. Hi, I'm Diana Larson. And I'm Sharon Buckmaster. Together, Sharon and I are the founders of FutureWorks
0: Consulting. Now in our sixth series of podcasts about leadership and organization development and change.
1: So, Sharon, we've been um ranging over a lot of different topics lately and and so many of them uh, I think we have had this sense that we revisit places that we've been before and that sort of everything old is always new again. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, many years ago the original research was done um I think Raven and French did their research on influencing, and that's been revisited. I, I know 25, 30 years ago, Jeff Bellman put out his book. There have been other books since. And, and I know you've been revisiting that lately because you're going to be talking to some folks about influencing um, and influencing from a place of no positional power, particularly so i'm I'm curious about what you've been finding out and and how you are how you are making it new again mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making it new again yeah. but
0: um, you're right. I have been looking at that uh, a lot because um, I'm going to be working next weekend with the um, the senior leadership group of a large uh nonprofit that's spread out all across the u s and um the nonprofit uh has an enormous number of volunteers, and so the way they're organized now the um, the the senior leadership team you know provides help, support, encouragement, and all of that. But the real work of the organization is done by volunteers so then they've never had a leadership retreat, so I was thinking about what in my the time that we've set out that's that's reasonable for um, for me to actually do some more kind of teaching as opposed to facilitating information exchanges between between the group of various types. Um, what what could I talk about? What what would really be useful for a group of people, who um, you know, to use Jeff Bellman's old term, mm-hmm. um, leading when you're not in, when you're not in charge, right? You know, how do you do that? Right. So I started thinking about hmm. Well, the difference between influence and power, and um, blah, blah, blah. And then pretty quickly, I thought, okay, how to influence is probably the most important skill these people can develop in the role that they're in, where they have no functional authority and you know volunteers come and go and volunteers if you ask them to do something and they don't like your tone of voice can very easily just say ta ta you know and there's no accountability so so i think it really is all about building a sense of um community and a, a sense of the larger purpose and all of that and then by influence, getting people to feel energized and motivated enough mm-hmm. to do what needs to be done. So I decided I'm going to pretty much use my time to focus on on um, that, that um, notion of influence. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, you know, I'd be interested in your opinion about this since I still have some time to think mm-hmm. about it. You know, in the old models, there was a lot of emphasis on separating power from influence, and a lot of emphasis on defining power versus defining influence. Um, The more contemporary models that I've looked at pretty much don't even talk about power. Just skip right over that. Mm and go right to, all right, here are the, um, depending on whose model, there are the six sources of influence, here are the nine sources of influence, blah, blah, blah. Do you think it's important to make a distinction between power and influence?
1: I think when people are in leadership roles, it's important for them to understand that that there is power in those relationships and you mean that they have power that they that you know that yeah if you're in a leadership role particularly a formal recognized named titled you know positional leadership role that sets up a dynamic that is not that's always there that you can't ignore but beyond that i think we all are influencing each other all the time, no matter what. The, so it almost seems to me like they're kind of orthogonal. You know, that power has one kind of dynamic going on, and influence has another, and they aren't necessarily linked. So, I, I mean, I know there's a, there's a story about one of the um, old PGE executives many many years ago. Um, used to always send all of his promising managers off to do a a stint with the United Way loaned executives program because he wanted them to learn how to manage volunteers. He wanted them to learn how to manage and influence people who would vote with their feet uh-huh. because he thought that would make them a better better, better leaders, right. better managers back on the job. So there there really is something there that was is different from what their power might be in either of those situations as a manager. So I think, I think they're slightly different. Um, and I don't... And they may sort of travel along together, but I don't necessarily think they're linked. Maybe. Well, I, I
0: think yeah. the reason initially that they were linked was, yeah. was the notion that, um, um, you know, if you think about a typical hierarchy... Right. The the presumption is the higher you go in the hi- hierarchy right. the more power you have right. and therefore you can get people to do what you want yeah. them to do. Um and that's probably not wrong yeah. but 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 you know then then you get compliance as opposed to Right, you're to, using
1: coercion to get right. compliance. You're right. not really in I mean, You're not in, really influencing. Yeah, influencing right? seem to me seems like a different thing, although right. maybe the dictionary definition isn't that different. Right know. So yeah. so um I
0: I thought I would I would just make the distinction to begin with that um mm-hmm. because this group is going to be all female, mm-hmm. that um, typically women are not real comfortable talking about power over, right. um, and that a much more comfortable place is power with. And mm-hmm. in that sense, um, now you're really talking about the part of power that is yeah. influence. Right. And so, kind of just, let, let's cut to the chase and let's just talk about influence strategies. So, does that fit for you? Yeah, I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And um, well, yeah, you know, there are all kinds of stories about about yeah. how reactive women are to the word power. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't even like, many women don't even like thinking that they have any power. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to be encouraged to recognize that they actually do have power and mm-hmm. that just because many of us have seen men and women use power coercively... That doesn't mean that's the only way to use power right and um, so they right. then they can relax a little bit and and get more with the right.
1: idea of, of power with but right. Right. um well, and I think you know it's like it's like any other skill if you if you learn more about it, you can use it in more nuanced ways, right, and so I think really um digging into what are sources of influence that we all have available to us and when might we want to apply one versus the other and how are these different from things like coercion or or fear-based motivating right. or you know and 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 even how is it different i mean i all the time still have people come to me and say you know, we'd like you to come in and work with our company. We really, we want to. We really want to get our people motivated,
0: <laughs> right? right. We, and we want our right.
1: managers to know how to motivate our people. It's right. like, you know, it's that's. It's sort of like the term empowerment, right? right. Mo- the the very root of the word <laughs> motivation is that it comes from within. Right. Doesn't get applied outside, right? And so, yeah, it's not
0: like you give people a, an inoculation of it, right? You know? exactly. it doesn't work that way,
1: right? And so the you know the influence that you get by setting kind of environmental conditions for how people are working, or the influence you can have by uh, the relationships that you build. I mean, I'm sh- I don't know what the whole list is anymore. I don't have a well, top of let mind. Me but I'm sure, you, let yeah. me share with you. Let me
0: share with you a list that I found the the other day that I thought was. Um, Simple mm-hmm. and pretty e- straightforward and easy to understand when where people weren't splitting hairs mm-hmm. um, You know when you get up to the 9 or the 10 or the now yeah. we're splitting hairs So this one was I thought very straightforward. So the first one of course um, is positional influence, mm-hmm. so that's you know what you were mentioning before the the um, Influence that's inherent in a particular job title mm-hmm. um, or a role okay mm-hmm so if you're the director of you know blah blah um and you speak to that topic in a meeting just other by, people tend to other listen. people tend to listen yeah. just by na- the nature of the fact that you're you're yeah. in that job the second part, one is um expertise influence and so if you're the director of marketing um, but you don't have one day's marketing experience in your life. Yes, you may speak from a positional influence viewpoint, but pretty soon people will find out that you don't know anything about marketing. Right. Um, you are not going to have a lot of expertise influence. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you, if you have been down this road, whatever the road is, a couple times before, if you've written about it, if you've talked about it, you know, various ways in which you've demonstrated your expertise, people will listen in a different kind of way. Um, So then a, a third way is resource expertise, and that is the ability to um, give out money, um, um, people resources, um, you know, who, who has control over that and the ability to, to, um, make things happen or not happen because you can, you have that Mm -hmm. source of influence can be very potent in an organization. Um, informational influence is another big source of influence. So who knows what, Um, who has, you know, we all have known people in the organization who always seem to have the inside scoop, and um, they know how to get things done, and they know who knows what about, Yeah, that can be another very important source of influence. So the Radar O'Reilly influence
1: from that. Yes, (laughs) yes, 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 yes,
0: yeah. That that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, direct imp- something called direct influence, which is um, being um, firm, fair, and professional um, when something is out of line or someone is out of line. Setting boundaries, setting um, um, you know, being seen as somebody. I think who's reliable, consistent. I never really thought about that as a source of influence, but um I think actually it is i think mm-hmm. that kind of um reputational influence is is mm-hmm. um interesting mm-hmm. um and then the sixth one on this list is um what's called a relationship influence, and you know. That's your ability to network. Who do you know? Um, mm-hmm. How do you go about um, pulling people, the right people together? Well, Mal- and Malcolm
1: Gladwell would call it connector. Connector. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, it was interesting that the, um, the the article that I was looking at um, quoted Sophie uh, Vanderbroek, who's the chief technology officer with Xerox, around this particular dynamic, the relationship influence. And I interviewed Sophie for my dissertation, so yeah. um, um, I could just see her sitting on the top of her desk about, mm-hmm. so it's a building's a network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's a yeah. very smart gal. Um, so those were the six, I thought, pretty straightforward um mm-hmm. Influences, at least in this particular article mm-hmm. that I was looking at, which um,
1: um, was also was called, you know, influencing without authority. Right. Yeah. Right. That's an interesting list, and I thought it was particularly interesting that you were talking about the director or directive in the direct influence, direct influence that being about having also to do with reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, are you somebody who is Calm in a crisis, or you know, it b- can still get things done when things need to get done, or whatever. I, that, which is that's that's an interesting one, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's not what I've seen on other lists like this, but yet I will think about a situation like this. If Let's say you and I were having a disagreement about the way to proceed on a project or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not personal, but the way to proceed. And so we decide we're going to go talk it over with our boss mm-hmm. and see what she thinks. And we know her to be somebody who listens to both sides, who thinks things through, yeah. and da-da-da. And she comes down on one side over the other we're going to, ha- I think, have a very different take on that than if she's somebody that we know to be capricious, um, mm-hmm. somebody who plays favorites, right. somebody who we don't perceive as fair. Right. Then the fact that she maybe takes your side and not my side, well, um, we, it's not going to have the same relevance Is it really going
1: to influence your thinking?
0: No, yes. I'm just going to think, well, that... <laughs> bitch, you know, but okay, I have to do it that way because yeah. she said so. Yeah. But not because she has in any way persuaded me that, right. that that train of thought is actually a better way to go. So she's had no influence on me, really. Right. Um, so I, I did think that that was kind of an interesting an interesting list.
1: So, one of these the, the, this is bringing a couple of things to mind for me. Um one is the I wonder where it would fit if it's uh when I think about when I a couple of different things are running around in my head. One is some other kinds of in, influence that I think exist uh-huh. like the influence a mentor might have somebody who has invested in me or you know worked with me and then recommends a course of action you know
0: I would put that under that would either be it, it might be two things it yeah. might be direct influence and it might be relationship influence because right. that mentor now is part of my network right. and you know, I really value that person as part of my network. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to listen to what they have yeah. to say. So they're be... going to have
1: credibility just right. based on the fact that we've got this relationship. Right, right. And the other thing I was thinking about is, um, I hate it when like six thoughts pop into my head at the same time and I have to sort them out. Well, that's your multitasking <laughs> challenge at the moment. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was thinking about was influence... And not versus, but vis-a-vis, I guess, persuasion. Because we were just talking about right. that situation versus right. motivation, right? I mean, it's it's like influence is tangled up with a bunch of other things, right? Including power that we talked about sure. earlier, or at sure. least coexists with that. And um, it made me think about all the times that people have come to me and said. And I'm sure this has happened to you, too. Um, I, I want to accomplish XYZ in my organization. How do I convince other people to come along? Right. Right? Which is a kind of a persuasion thing, right? Right. But How in, do I sell them? Yeah. It's basically how do I sell them on this when, in fact, it's, a, it's an influence. I mean, you're going to get more mileage if you learn how to effectively influence them. Rather than in then sell them and persuade right. them and that's and and so that has to do with all those things you were talking about have you established a network do you you know are you a credible person have you shown that you know you're not just always chasing the latest idea are you you know you know how have you thought about this influence project that you want to accomplish and and, and and that made me think about, and where in that is really understanding some things about the person or group of people that you want to influence um, and what they are going to find um, credible, what they are Precisely. going to find, how they view expertise, how they view where you're coming from in terms of yeah. do you have any authority here do you have resources to offer i mean just marching down that list right thinking about what's your plan for influencing absolutely yeah. and
0: and i think that the the idea that you well it kind of comes back to the it can't be all about me right you have to look at the the people the person you're trying to influence and say what's in it for them mm-hmm. what well, you know why should it matter to them um, and you know that that brings me back to the whole you know sort of participatory um, you know organization kind of thing right. that that there has to be something where it's mutual mm-hmm. where where benefit accrues on both sides and um, if, you don't, if you don't take that kind of thing into consideration, then it is just selling them. Yeah. And, and it's not going to get you um, a very lasting kind of change. Mm-hmm. So I think if you really want to bring people along with you, um, that influencing is the way to go, and influencing them around what matters to them. Right. And in a way that matters to them um, is, is the only thing that really makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that people always really stop and think that through. Right. So so if, if you were to try to influence um, someone to do something that you, you suspected they were going to be really resistant to at the beginning. Or that they might do, but that they wouldn't really sustain. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts about how you might kind of um, make, an, make that assessment of where they are and then where you would need to start and what you would need to do? Or do you just do that now so
1: intuitively because you've done it so many years? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so, but it also makes me think wait 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 you yeah, I mean, think so why i i think I think I do it kind of intuitively, yeah. but also, um there's another piece, and I, it made me think about um the advice we give to people when they want to give other people feedback, which is a way of influencing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we say, well, you can give in feedback if you can do it with caring and respect, right if you don't care about the person and you don't respect them at all, your, your feedback, you know, don't waste your time on giving feedback because they're going to know that and your feedback is not going to be worth anything to them. right? And, and I think there's some similar kind of thing here. If I want to influence someone, feedback being one way of influencing, right? you want, you want somebody to shift their behavior some, or continue some behavior, The same thing I think is true of influencing, can, can, do I care about this person's well-being and do I respect them and can I communicate that in my effort to influence them, then I'm automatically going to be looking for what's, what is in their best interest from my point of view, and then we can have that conversation. They may not perceive it as being in their best interest at all. But at least I'm coming from a place that says, I really do want to make life better for you. How, how can we find that? How can we do that? Um, and so in some ways, I, I think I tend to do that more automatically. But there are times when I really have to stop and think about who is this person? hmm and working a lot with people in in technical mm-hmm. fields and in, in software, particularly, um, i get I think I talk to a lot of people who want to use information influencing. They think, well, oh, if I just get all my facts in order and present my facts, give them give this other person this set of information that'll do the trick and then they're shocked and surprised when when the other person actually doesn't respond (laughs) that that's when you know that's when they say well how do i convince them i you know i gave them the whole list of good reasons you know the the scientific you know research on this and that they and they still want to do whatever they want to do and that means well wait a minute there's this other whole set of things you might be looking at, the relationship, the directive, the, all those other things that you might want to be looking at. So, I don't know where that felt like it was kind of rambling, but where is...
0: Well, yeah. Come back
1: to the idea
0: of working with volunteers for a minute. You know, you spent lots of years with, in ASTD, working with mm-hmm. volunteers.
1: Oh, many places. Um, yeah.
0: When you think back, what kind of influence strategies did you use? that really were the most
1: effective for you? Dependent on the person. There, there were some people who were quite thrilled to be interacting with somebody who had a, a leadership role. And that, you know, um, those didn't tend to be the person, the people I liked to work with the most, Mm. but sometimes that, that was the way. Um, there were also folks that I needed to, that needed the relationship. Um, one of the things that isn't on that list, although maybe it's resources, is is the idea of setting conditions for people to do their work. You know, an, an environment in which the work can be done or the, the new behavior can be enacted. Um, and I think that was really important a lot of times. You know, knowing... Knowing how people wanted to work, and then setting that up for them, and then saying, "This is the kind of work I'd like you to do here," <laughs> you know, made, you know, eased that path a bit. And of course, the relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, humans, humans like relationships. You think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not
0: just information and yeah. data. Right. Oh my goodness! What yeah. a shock. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, all right. Um, that helps me actually um, kind of get back into thinking about this. So I appreciate the conversation, and um, I'll let you know how it goes.
1: Great. All right. I'll be excited to hear how your, how your meeting goes. Yeah, I think yeah. this is really actually going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Please leave your comments on our blog, or email us info at futureworksconsulting.com, or find us on Twitter at future. WKS. This has been episode two of season six of partnerships and possibilities. Thanks for
1: listening.